This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Sunday, June 27th. This is episode 339. My name is Dan Ellis. The the announcement of episode 340 is going to sound interesting because we've already recorded it and we're doing this one in between. I am joined... By two fantastic co-hosts, Mr. Ryan Duffy. Oh, fuck yeah, I'm here. And Mr. Taylor Graham. Uh, uh, hi, hi, hello, <laughs> hi. This is going to be fun. I already told the guys that uh, I didn't bring my A-game today. I've been consumed with some familial issues uh, that I will probably not talk about a whole lot in this episode, but in future episodes, I'm sure, and... Uh, beyond that, what what is new with you guys? What have you been doing since we recorded last? Uh, let's go with you first, Mr. Grin. Uh, my younger brother um, has moved to another place, um, which means now I'm only living with one of my two brothers. Uh, it also means that a new room was available in the ho- home that we're living in together. And so I actually have an office. I'm no longer... Uh, doing these episodes like squatting in front of a like cubby shelf from Ikea in my bedroom with my knees up to my chest anymore. I have like a real <laughs> desk and everything. Ooh-hoo. So that's just delightful. <laughs> it's like a big boy spot. Yeah, it's pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> As you knock stuff off the desk. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and what about you, Mr. Duffy? Well, um, we, we got a, a change of command coming up on base. Mm. Happens oh, no. about every two years. Yeah. They forgot to get him something. Uh-oh. So I am making the something now. Oh, you're making something for the new, for the new. So it w- for the outgoing commander. And is this just the commander of, of the. Of Dugway. Of Dugway. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So basically my, one of my chiefs pulled me outside. I don't know. It was probably because. It's it's legal but not legal. Uh, weird, you know how they are about paying people to do stuff. Oh yeah, because uh, they can't pay me. Yeah, uh, in money. Yeah, they basically pulled me outside. Like, hey, uh, what are you doing this shift off? And I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't know. What what am I stuck here at work? What's going on? He's like, well, you forgot to get the command or something. We're wondering if you can do this for us. <laughs> like, okay, well, what do you want? So basically, they have these uh, little cookie, but not the cookie you're thinking of. A slice of a tree How do from the base. You know what cookie I'm thinking of? Maybe I'm thinking of. of you're uh, probably thinking of the ookie kind. <laughs> um, uh, but it's a slice of a a tree from the base that's like 600 years old. Mm. And they they gave me one of these prized chunks of tree mm-hmm. to basically. Uh, Burn in a map of Dugway onto it with his name and the units that are there and 
the years he was here and a little thank you note on it. Oh, that's and then, cool. Then have the whole thing kind of smothered in epoxy to preserve it for life. Nice. So he can hang it on the wall. So I'm doing that right now. So nice. how, how big a slice is this? Uh, it's, I mean, it's not big. So these, they're those uh, desert quakies. Oh, okay. So it's not so like they don't grow fast. They grow in weird shapes. I'll show you guys a picture during the during a break. Okay. Yeah, I was I was gonna say it's not like a, a tabletop or anything like that. No, no, no. It's uh, you know, probably about twelve by fifteen, sixteen inches. Hmm. Well, that's fun. That's very nice. And so, yeah. You'll get to give that to a commander. So what's cool then is that the commander, wherever he goes, will have that, and and will it a piece of a piece of art that I made that will hang on his wall yeah. from a very old tree. Well, that's pretty fancy and nifty, man. <laughs> so I'm, yep, I'm that's what I'm doing about that. Very cool. Um, I have been doing quite a bit over the last little while. Um. I got awfully busy with a bunch of stuff around the house. I've had roofing contractors come out, uh, gutter and soffit contractors come out. We had our chimney repair contractor come out and complete repairs on our two chimneys. I posted a picture of one of them. That's very cool, man. It looks good. Yeah, I'm I'm fucking thrilled with it. I'm so happy with the work that he did. Um, Made this nice tapered metal hood to go atop our chimney that just adds a little, a little, little, little something special, a little pop to the front of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, makes it look very nice. Still been hanging blinds all throughout the house because I had ordered all new blinds for every window and a couple of them that I have, you know, I've pulled down the old blinds, went to install the new ones. And one of them, like the, one of the top slats was broken during shipping. That's going to be a fucking nightmare to get that replaced. And I've got to wait for, you know, I've got to send the, the, the broken one back, wait for a new one, hope that it's not broken. Another one um, where a string was detached from the bottom railing and so it wouldn't retract into the headrail when lowering the blade. Just all kinds of shit like that. And I did play a very nice round of golf. I played my best round so far this year and won over 100 bucks money which was nice um i also was asked um my friend tony has had two deaths in her family within like a month less than i think they were like three weeks apart from each other uh her mother was diagnosed with stage four cancer and died died like three days i think after moving into tony's home for hospice care and uh, I think it was, it wasn't even three weeks later that her grandmother, who Tony has been taking care of for years and years, um, died also very recently. And so Tony had also, had already asked me to perform ministerial duties at her mother's funeral. And I was planning on that in early July. And then her grandmother died somewhat unexpectedly very quickly. And I was asked to be to perform ministerial duties at um, the funeral for her grandmother, which was, which took place on Friday. So I had to take Friday off and spent some time uh, Wednesday and Thursday writing some stuff to say at the funeral and getting prepared for that. Um, 
I'm colorblind, so I can't pick out my clothes by myself. <laughs> I've got to, I've got to rely on Tracy to make sure that I don't look like a complete idiot when I walk out in public. Um, and hope that she's not angry with me when she picks out my clothing. Uh, <laughs> but that went the the funeral. I mean, as far as funerals go, it went pretty well. Um, Tony, of course, is an atheist and a fantastic person. I just love Tony. Um, but at the funeral, there weren't a whole lot of people in attendance. Her grandmother was very old and had been living with Tony for quite some time. So she doesn't have a lot of living friends still around. And um, so there weren't a whole lot of people in attendance. But the people who were there, the majority of them were pretty religious. And Tony had me read mm -hmm. the, the thing by Aaron Freeman, the you want a physicist to speak at your funeral. <laughs> And which is something I love, like it gets me every time. I think it's awesome. Um, but it, and it didn't seem to go over very well. I said, so I, I did the whole ministerial stuff at the funeral service at the mortuary, you know, welcomed everybody, said a few things about the family and support and love and care. And that everybody I'm sure appreciates the people who are in attendance and, uh, for the remembrance of, of Tony's grandmother's life and everything. Um, and then, you know, there were announced other people would be getting up to the podium to say different things. And then we would be moving things to the cemetery, the cemetery for the interment. And then it was at the cemetery when I, when I uh, used the physicist thing. And I, I was hoping to have been able to better memorize it before we got there, but I didn't have a whole lot of time to try to memorize it with all of this other shit that's going on as well. So I had to just read it from my phone and I told everybody ahead of time, like, you know, I'm sorry, I wish I had memorized this so that I could be looking at all of you as I'm saying it, but I'll be staring at my phone instead. Uh, but Tracy standing in the crowd of people and looking around said that um, some of the people really liked it and it was clear that some of them very much did not. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and I just, you know, and it, it struck me like who the fuck, why is it the religion gets to think that they have say when somebody dies, right? Like what provides religion this special place and treatment that when somebody dies, you have to appeal to some sense of spirituality or religiosity. You don't, you can't just go and celebrate that person and who they were and what they meant to you. You have to defer to superstitious nonsense. Cause people are afraid of the void and religion is the thing that they tell themselves to stave off that fear of nothingness. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just that, that, that we've allowed that to happen. It, and I think a large part of that is due to the fact that we don't want to be pushy mm -hmm. in the face of other people mm -hmm. as they're grieving and, and mourning a loss of somebody that they care deeply about. And I think that's all fine and good, but I also think it's time that atheists should start moving to claim some of that ground because you can believe in a lie if it provides you comfort, but it's still a lie. And yeah. mm -hmm. I would well, much rather just people have no problem being pushy yeah. when atheists, you know, are, are grieving and they'll say bullshit like, well, they're in another uh, better place mm -hmm. or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, they offer all of these ridiculous, you know, and ridiculous and trite 
aphorisms and, and responses to people. Oh, they're in a better place. They're, you know, at least they're with their relatives. They're with your grandma. Or it's part of else. God's plan. Yeah. yeah. All that bullshit. He just wanted his, his angel back by his side. All that, all those fucking stupid platitudes that Mike. I don't know. Yeah. It, even, even when I had a modicum of some sort of spirituality or religiosity left in me, none of that ever felt satisfying or good. It, it made God sound like a selfish fucking prick mm -hmm. that yeah. his, that his wants and needs were better than mine or more important than mine. And so he can just do whatever the fuck he wants that mm -hmm. I think reduces the view of God to this petty, spiteful shithead that most religious people would say that they don't think their God is a petty and spiteful shithead, but then they offer these ridiculous platitudes like, oh, well, God just wanted his special angel back with him. Well, fuck, that doesn't fit, man. Examine what the mm -hmm. fuck you're talking about before you start spouting this nonsense to people that it probably doesn't even provide comfort for. I've always just tried to relay some personal memory that I had of the person, something that that touched me that I will carry with me for the rest of my life because of them, the, how they influenced me and changed me as a person by them being here. I think that's mm -hmm. much, much mm -hmm. more appealing to everybody in a, in a broad and more general sense and allows them to carry away something knowing that you're grieving the loss of this person, but they'll always be here with us in the stories we tell in the memories we mm -hmm. have and in the places we go and can think of the times that we spent with those people. I think that's much more yeah. important than going and staring at a stone laid in grass with their name on it. But I would also yeah. want you to be honest and say, yes, Ryan has died and he is now tree compost. <laughs> yep. Yep. Ryan's worm food. Let's go eat something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's been, uh, I don't know. It, Anytime I'm around religious people these days, I just am struck by how blissfully ignorant they are of so many things. And I mean, if religious people could perform self-examination, they wouldn't be religious people. Yeah. Like, that's the thing to rem remember. Yeah, I guess that's true. It just, I just, I think because I live in kind of a, an irreligious bubble that when I'm around relig religious people, I'm still just dumbstruck at how ridiculous some of the things they say and think sound to people who who don't have that mindset anymore yeah well, I, I find that religious people I work with don't bother bringing up their religion around me yeah because <laughs> well, they know I'm an atheist mm -hmm. they know I don't give a fuck about it <laughs> mm -hmm. tell me more about your special invisible friend yeah <laughs> yeah well, uh, today, what are we going to be talking about today, gentlemen? Oh, man. Some gripes. Uh, big gripes. Uh, we're we're going to be doing that inside baseball thing. So depending on how much you listener are into like the meta of the atheist movement, um, you may or may not give a shit about this episode. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, but one of our own is being attacked. Um, and, and I'll be honest, I led the call here. Like I, you know, we, we could have stood aside for this thing, but I want to make sure we're standing in solidarity. Um, but yeah. Um, so the short version, we should probably do a break here in a minute. Um, but 
basically what happened is, is Salon put out an article um, titled uh, How the New Atheists Merged with the Far Right. And some people, uh, and I'm actually going to name names, uh, Thomas Smith of the Serious Inquiries Only podcast and the um, Opening Arguments podcast, as well as Eli Bosnick of the Scathing Atheist podcast. Um, you know, they're they're kind of giants in the podcasting scene that way. Um, both criticized this article, and now they've been attacked um, by another individual in the podcasting scene um, for having basically said, like, no, the article is uh, kind improperly of equating. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's improperly equating um, people who have since been, like, excised from the atheist movement with the atheist movement writ large um, and is, like putting a bad name on us all because of these people that we have forced from our ranks. Um, and on the other side of this break, we're going to, we're going to get into that. Um, but I just, I want to make sure that we're standing in solidarity with uh, Eli and Thomas. So. Well, this should be fun. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure there will be points of agreement among the three of us and perhaps some, some points of disagreement, but I think it'll be worthwhile to talk it out and, and see what's what. We'll do all of that when we get back. This is Nick Fish, president of American Atheists. Uh, You can learn more about our work at www.atheists.org. And you're listening to The Godless Revolution. You know, my journey through Christianity was the journey of slowly dialing down the supernatural, slowly dialing down the crazy until there was nothing left. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Hello, and welcome back. If I don't sound like my usual upbeat self, um, it's because I really don't want to do this. Like I, I'm very happy um, to support Thomas Smith. Like I want to be incredibly clear about that. He is a great guy. Um, I am very frustrated that in 2021, I have to defend Thomas Smith. Mm. Um, So let's get into some of the background here. A few weeks back, um, a guy named Phil Torres, he's a a philosopher and he has been a like kind of tertiary member of the atheism movement. Um, And we're going to be getting into a little bit more detail as to what, like what is the atheist movement? Um, But he is a tertiary member of the atheist movement who has, uh, starting with about the Trump presidency, published a lot of articles about the new atheism movement, um, as he calls it, uh, in Salon magazine. Um, most of these articles have been like hit pieces in some form or another on like early on voices in the new atheist movement, um, typically like white men who were either involved in the intellectual dark web or like drew ire from me Too situations. Um, you know, so people like Steven Pinker, um, Sam Harris, Michael Shermer, Lawrence Krauss. Um, and like, he's made attack pieces on these people who deserve attack pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, however, in this most recent article uh, entitled um, how new atheism merged with the far right, he's, basically trying to draw that because these major individuals from new atheism uh, merge with the far right, that 
the atheism movement is merging with the far right. And I don't think that could be any further from the truth. Um, so getting into like the, the meta controversy, um, after that article was published, um, Thomas Smith of the Serious Inquiries Only podcast went through and did um, an episode where he basically said, like, here's the deal. Uh, even though a lot of these guys in particular listed in the article um, have expressed right leaning views, um, the far right is like a particular distinct political ideology. And you can't really describe these guys' views as being far right just because they hold one or two far right views. Um, following that, an individual named Anya of the um, Polite Conversations podcast um, basically tore him an asshole without naming him by name, but directly quoting like almost his entire podcast. Sandra and I sat back and listened to the episode um, earlier today. And she I, I, goes through minute by minute the the yeah. points that Thomas Smith was making without naming him by name. Mm. Um, and she also, in an episode of I Don't Speak German, which is a fantastic um, anti-fascist website um, or website podcast, mm. um, she also attacked him without referring to him directly and did a lot of like tone policing. Um, she... Um, mocked him for getting in her words quiveringly angry at the article um and called him emotional in doing so um, i wouldn't call him emotional you seem passionate right well and and so that's that's one of the things i want to get into yes yeah. um like this this like she sounded like ben shapiro saying yeah that, you know like she sounded facts not feelings when she said that about thomas and thomas is mm. kind of famously like a man who is willing to be passionate or sad or happy like he expresses himself right mm. and and i think that one of the things that should be done to undermine this idea of toxic masculinity is to create a space where men are able to express emotion without being judged for it well and have it be um, more emotions than just anger and fear yeah 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 to be vulnerable and sad yeah um which i think thomas smith has done a very good job of doing like mm -hmm. historically mm -hmm. he's done a great job of being um a man in public spaces who can be vulnerable you know especially after he had kids um, when, when he had his kids, you could tell that he was getting to a place in his life where he was a lot more sensitive and vulnerable. Um, and I think it's good for men to have positive role models of men who can be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, so the two of them also got into a spat on Twitter. Um, and I've read parts of it, um, following that spat on Twitter, um, Eli Bosnick, um, over at the skating atheist did a monologue at the beginning of their most recent show. Um, he didn't go directly after Anya per se, um, but he also criticized the article uh, in Salon, basically saying that, that the new atheism movement is so much more than the people who were cited in the Salon article and that the article does damage to the atheism movement by conflating those people with all of movement atheism, um, you know, including yeah. folks like you and me and the people listening to this podcast and his podcast, um, because we're not far right, um, decidedly so. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then he also got into a fight online with, with Anya. Um, and he based she, she said in her podcast that, um, people are quibbling over little details, um, you know, by arguing whether or not the folks listed in the salon article are far right. And Eli made the fantastic point that like people on the far right, uh, attempted a fascist coup at the Capitol. It's not quibbling over details to accuse people of being a member of the far right at mm-hmm. this point. Like words have meaning mm-hmm. and those associations are dangerous. So, uh, and also is- nothing is defending Sam Harris and Dawkins for the mm-hmm. shitty fucking views they have. Oh yeah. And that's, that's the other thing is that, um, Thomas Smith in his entire episode that he did covering the salon article said the entire time, I don't disagree with the um, claims made about the people listed, just that those claims are not sufficient to say that these people are Are far far right. right. And I I think that's where you have to have that, that, that separation of, well, yes, they can be on the right. Yes. They have ideology that falls on the right. Is mm -hmm. it far right? Yeah, yeah, the people yeah. on the far right also believe those things, but they believe a lot more than just that. Mm-hmm. They take a lot and, more and, different actions than just that. And so that you listener can be you know, in, engaged in this, uh, the episode was Serious Inquiries only 297. Um, that's, that's the one you want to listen to if you want to hear Thomas's own words uh, as far as what went down. But, uh I also had to jump online and go kind of like, well, what the fuck is new atheism? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a term I was really following or keeping in my zeitgeist. It was just like, oh, new atheism. So what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. And it's just a term a journalist came up with in 2006 that kind of revolved around the the, the uh, four horsemen. Like, yeah, yeah. Of, uh, of atheism. Dennett. Harris and it was just and, and who was yeah. the most vocal atheist at that time when there was a new, I guess, resurgence of atheism mm-hmm. showing up in uh, news media, in articles and in literature where they're being talked about again. So, yep. yep. Um, I, and, I don't also don't think there's anything new about it. It's just, hey, yeah. we see you again. Right. We exist. Hey, we're here. Um, we're tired of this Bush administration bullshit that's yeah. enshrining religion in the public sphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're tired of religious organizations being political and still getting tax breaks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was largely what that was. We're tired of evolution being taught in schools under intelligent design. We're Which, tired of people being denied abortions because of someone else's religious belief. Yeah. Which is the same atheism that it's always been. Yeah. Um, so, so one of the things like, I, I think the crux of all of this, you know, like take take aside the personal attacks that that went down. Um, I, I think there's I think there's two primary things, right? One, um, and I'm going to deal with this second, is that Thomas Smith has long been a voice for progressive atheism um, and and fighting against people in the so-called intellectual dark web. But first, I want to get into what that is and and what I think is the like primary driving either miscommunication or willful ignorance that's going on here. So a few episodes back, God, it would have been like a couple of months ago. Now um, we did an episode of godless revolution where I brought Sandra on and we talked mm-hmm. about an article that um, discussed the movements of um, like atheist demographics, right? How atheists are becoming more in line with 
the nation's demographics, right? They're less, they're less privileged white men and more representative of America's demographics as a whole. Um, and one of the conclusions uh, that we drew from that, or one of the things that we analyzed out of that is that um, people who start atheism movements in countries tend to be privileged and of the ethnic majority and male um, because they have the social clout to be able to handle criticism for doing one thing that's out of order with the with the social you know way of doing things mm-hmm. which is religion right they have the clout to say yeah but despite the fact that i'm not taking religious privilege anymore i can still benefit from white male privilege right mm-hmm. um which is absolutely you know clearly the case if you look at the four horsemen and early members of of movement atheism but Something I noticed in real time, because I've been involved in movement atheism since like 2008, um, is that around a time period when things like Elevator Gate were going on and during the time period when more and more um, women, people of color, um, uh, LGBTQ members, you know, a neurotypical folks were starting to get involved in movement atheism. Um, there was a push for a thing called atheism plus, um, which itself was like a secondary thing from something Daniel Dennett was trying to do where he was trying to change the atheism movement to be called brights. Um, both of which were largely marketing failures. Right. But the idea was, was was brights Dennett or Dawkins? I thought that was Dawkins. Uh, no, I'm almost positive. It was, it was Dennett. Okay. Like I'm 99% sure it was Dennett. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the the idea being is that it's not merely enough to be an atheist, right? Because all being an atheist is is saying no to the question, do you believe that there is a God, right? But we need to stand for something, right? We need to stand for progressive causes and be involved in making the world a better place because of our atheism, fighting the institutions, uh, you know, that, that are bigoted of religious people um, by virtue of our atheism. And... I think that that combined with the fact that um, spaces like podcasting and YouTube are inherently competitive because individuals only spend so many of their man hours a week or, you know, people hours, whatever, um, a week, like listening to shows or watching shows. You're always competing for eyes and ears. Right. And, And some of the old white men in the atheist space started realizing that they were losing that airtime to people who were not old white men. And that's when you started seeing like the, you know, Sam Harris's and, and uh, Steve Pinker's and, and Michael Shermer's start moving in the direction of this intellectual dark web because they wanted to continue to ride on the coattails of their contrarianism and their, and what they called skepticism. Um, and, and, you know, their, their privilege, basically, this is when they started going the direction of Ben Shapiro. Mm-hmm. And it's also because they rejected the progressive aims of the atheism plus movement. Um, And it's important. Like, it's really important for me to point out that like, I've been calling this shit for a long time. There is a like atheist to intellectual dark web to alt-right pipeline, but the people who are on the atheism segment of that pipeline have left movement atheism. Mm -hmm. Um, Like people, atheists don't invite Sam Harris to conferences anymore. Um, I was probably at the last big speech that Ayan Hirsi Ali gave at an atheist conference. That's where you and I met, Dan. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
like she doesn't she isn't invited to those things anymore because of the groups that she associates herself with. Um, Dave Silverman was like kicked out of the movement loudly. Um, Richard Dawkins had his uh, Humanist of the Year award removed post hoc because of his anti-trans statements. Um, And it's really, really important to note that, like, you can make attack articles on these individuals, but they're not associated with new atheism anymore. Like going down the list here, um, I'm taking just the names in the Salon article. Sam Harris. He's out like he's not in the atheist movement anymore. Um, He doesn't even list his podcast as a religion podcast anymore. Um, Ever since he, you know, changed, rebranded it to waking up. Mm. Uh, Michael Shermer ousted, you know, vocally from the atheist movement because of Me Too issues. Lawrence Krauss ousted from Me Too issues. Um, And and I want to back up here um, just because it's easier to go through it with my notes. I want to point out that every single time that this happened, um, Thomas Smith did an episode castigating these people, right? When Sam Harris um, started showing his ass, Serious Inquiries Only, episode 70. Michael Shermer, ousted for Me Too stuff. Serious Inquiries Only, episode 44. Lawrence Krauss, ousted for Me Too stuff. Serious Inquiries Only, episode 126. Richard Dawkins, castigated by the AHA for his uh, anti-trans statements. Episode uh, 287 of Serious Inquiries Only covered this. James Lindsay, right, who was a tertiary member of the movement at best and was involved with Peter Bogosian with his bullshit pay-for-play um, conceptual penis study that he did, yeah. um, was, was broken down in detail by uh, Thomas Smith in episode uh, uh, 44 of Serious Inquiries Only. And additionally, later on with Lindsay Osterman, uh, when he had her on the show uh, more recently, Peter Bogosian, um, also castigated by Thomas Smith in episode 44. Dave Silverman, um, episode 210. Steve Pinker, episode 110. Like all every single one of the people that was listed in that Salon article Thomas Smith has dedicated an episode to taking them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and detailing the specific reasons why they are no longer considered, you know, new atheist, new atheism movement people anymore. Yeah. And, and like, here's the deal. That salon article doesn't speak to people like Nick fish, Hammett Meta, Jason mm-hmm. Torpy, like folks who are doing good in the atheist movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like, you wouldn't catch Hammett Meta dead with Sam Harris now. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is not our atheist movement. Right. Um, to a degree, these guys are cozying up to what I would say are like the launderers of the alt, right. You know, the intellectual dark web is basically a gateway drug for the alt, right. Um, I've made that argument before. I've meant to flesh it out in greater detail. And it sounds like I'm going to have to, now um but like i have seen data to show that yes absolutely like people will tend to go on a pipeline from libertarianism and or atheism into the intellectual dark web and then into the alt-right it is absolutely a known phenomenon dude but and the people in and i have like i can't count on all of my fingers and toes the number of people i personally know that i've had a personal relationship with that have followed that exact path out of new atheism mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but that's the thing is that every time they leave new atheism because it is too progressive for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these aren't our people. We kicked them out. Yeah, and that's that's the whole we kicked them out thing is it's it's got to be noted that Sam Harris, Dawkins, all these people you just listed don't own the atheist movement. Mm-hmm. It is a community of people, and I would say a vast majority of the community of people want progress in society, want a better world to live in, and we follow that political side of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't mean atheism itself doesn't really have a political stance, mm-hmm. but the people so, that follow it do, and the numbers of people that follow it, if you kind of go the opposite way with politics, yeah, you're out. This is Danielle Moscato, civil rights activist, trans woman, extraordinaire, and public speaker. You are listening to Godless Revolution, and I hope you enjoy the show. Do miracles happen you know, after prayers? Yes, they do. They happen exactly as often as miracles would happen if nobody prayed at all. Like God answers prayers precisely as often as those prayers would be answered if there was no God. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! And we're back. Um, So getting right back into it, uh, I want to open us up with a quote that Thomas Smith said. Um, The right gets social credit for criticizing the left. And the left gets social credit for criticizing the left. Um, And I think the thing that has made me most upset about this whole situation um, is hearing Anya talk about how atheists are the the atheists she accuses of being on the far right are attacking minorities. Um, And I think that, that she forgets that atheists are a minority. You know, and and straight white men uh, in the atheist movement definitely benefit from privilege. Um, But the reason why the atheism movement, the reason why the new atheists existed is because atheists are a minority. They are discriminated against in in frequent pew polls. Atheists are seen as less socially accepted. than Muslims or Christians or Jews. Um, There are some polls that have shown that people trust atheists less than convicted pedophiles. Mm -hmm. Um, There is considerable public opinion against atheists and movement. Atheism exists to increase acceptance of atheism, um, to reduce discrimination against atheists and to break down the institutional bigotry um, of Christianity in America and other religions elsewhere, you know, and and around the world, like if you're in Saudi Arabia, um, you want to break down the institutional power of Islam. If you're in Myanmar, uh, you probably want to break down the institutional power of Buddhists, right? Which you would normally think, oh yeah, peaceful Buddhists, you know, except for their committing genocide against Muslims and, you know, in the Rohingya, right? Mm -hmm. So our movement exists in order to undermine power structures that harm people. Um, and it's really pissing me off that um, there are people 
predominantly from the left, but also on the right, who um, would rather break down the internals of the movement than try and find ways to fix it. Um, Eli, Eli pointed out in his diatribe that, uh, you know, these are people who aren't looking to get their hands in the mud and help. They're just waiting until the perfect movement comes along with no assholes. And in the meantime, they'll just criticize the shit out of whatever exists. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to fucking stop that shit, man. Like the, the Christians don't criticize each other, right? Republicans do not criticize each other and they're destroying our country. Um, because they understand that they can fight each other once they've eliminated the competition. Um, and, and we need to realize that like we can get involved in cat fights um, once we've secured equal rights for people in our movement and other movements like the LGBTQ movement, which the atheism movement has, you know, tied itself quite closely. Mm-hmm. That's what That's I got. Where, what do you guys think? Well, like, and, and I, I kind of, I, I could, or, I, I, was just say, I was just going to say real quick, and we should probably address the what would what would possibly be viewed as ironic in saying that we need to stop attacking each other in addressing this and going over some of the the comments and things that Ina has done throughout this. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah, it's it's one thing to to point out the harms that you're doing for a cause that you ostensibly or purportedly support. And another to criticize you for doing that when it's when what you're doing is actually harming the thing that you're working to help. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and you're right. Like we would otherwise seem like hypocrites that way. Yeah. But we're identifying a problem within our own movement and offering a solution. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's kind of where I was kind of going a little bit, too, was you know, I talked about when we're on our little break. But, you know, we are a community. Uh, it's a community driven type thing with atheism. If you have a problem with your, I guess, I don't know how to say it. If you don't think there's enough trans people and you're trans and you're in the community, instead of complaining about it, be like, hey, I can try to use my trans voice to get more people involved. If, if someone's looking for that trans voice, that trans uh, look or that gay person or whatever, wherever you fall on the spectrum, if you don't think there's enough people out there, uh, you don't want to listen to three white guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Guess what? We did this and we started this whole podcast without knowing what the fuck we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not, pretend that we, let's not pretend that we know what we're doing now. It's <laughs> true. Still- <laughs> just, but, but I mean, like, say, you can have a voice, you can put out video, get out there in the community and, and, and voice your concerns and let your voice be heard. Instead of saying my voice isn't being heard. Mm -hmm. and and you know what like i will use my you know by male white privilege to help you right if if you are a trans voice if you are a person of color voice if you are anyone whom the system uh discriminates against right and you are trying to get your voice out there like I am with you, right? I will do, I will utilize my privilege to offer you support. And I'm not saying that in terms of like white saviorism. I'm saying that like, as long as these institutions exist, um, it is my obligation to use that institution uh, to the benefit of people who don't benefit from that institution. I, as a, as a large white cishet male can move more, more easily in circles where 
the the predominant membership is other large white cishet males and tell them what they're doing is fucking up and point mm-hmm. out to them how they are harming people around them who they care about who may not also be large white cishet males right right so i don't know man like <laughs> this whole situation is frustrating um i'm you know uh i don't want to kick a hornet's nest i can't put myself in anyone else's mind right but it certainly looks like this person um acquires more viewership by way of stirring up controversy and so in a way i'm almost nervous that we're contributing to that controversy being stirred up mm-hmm. um but i do think that it's more valuable you know than the risk to make sure that we're showing support to people who have been long-standing like good actors within our community you know thomas smith got i don't think the political ideas of the actual atheist community has changed there are just people that had a large voice in the atheist community that have drifted away they're not part of that community anymore (laughs) yeah like there's there's somebody close to me who um where he isn't apolitical, he borders on like that sort of Ben Shapiro, right? Um, despite my best efforts to convince him otherwise. Mm. And he knows next to nothing of the atheist community. Um, but he does know of Thomas Smith from his debate with Sargon of Akkad, right? Mm. Which took place in what, 2015, 2016? It's been a while. I mean, yeah, he's been a long standing advocate against that intellectual dark web uh pipeline and to try and argue that he's defending those people when what he's really doing is defending the atheist movement on the whole um is a misrepresentation of his character border lying on like <sighs> willful you know you have to deliberately be avoiding talking about the things that he's done in the past to try and assume bad faith on his behalf now. Oh, well, and that's the other thing too, is that none of, none of what he said was given any bit of a charitable view whatsoever, which Mm -hmm. makes it all the more frustrating and angering when he's worked his fucking ass off in support of marginalized groups to then turn around and attack him for still doing what he does and sticking up for marginalized groups and claiming that, you know, these people who you say are the new atheism, new atheism movement are no longer in the movement and new atheism does not want these people. And for calling mm-hmm. them out consistently and then saying that, oh, well, he's just buying into this whole thing that, oh, he's defending Sam Harris and he's defending Peter Bogosian. And that's not at all what fucking happened. It was a deliberate misrepresentation of what he said that I think was most frustrating and, and really pissed me off. Which yeah. is why yeah. I only got about 20 minutes into that podcast and was like, I can't fucking listen to this anymore. <laughs> I'm fucking done. I think I even texted Taylor. You I'm, didn't like, do the reading, I'm like, right. I'm done with this. I'm like, I'm sorry. I forced myself through that shit. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I, I listened to all of the episodes and I had, in fact, shared out this article from Phil Torres and I thought it was an important thing to share and I thought it was a good read for a lot of reasons. What I failed to do initially in my post and in talking about it and having conversations around it was to identify why I thought it was important. So a lot of people 
drew bad conclusions about why why I had shared it because I don't at all agree with the fucking title. I thought the title was fucking garbage. And in conversations with people on my Facebook timeline, I made it clear that I think the title is fucking garbage. The contents of the article I thought were important because for a lot of people that I know within the atheist movement and and people who follow a lot of the uh, the people who were named in that article, most of them don't have a good grasp of a lot of the things that these, a lot of the problematic things that these people have done in their past. And what the article did that was great was provide links and kind of a timeline and all of the problems or not all of the problems, but a lot of the problems associated with those big names and gives you more information about some of their history and why they are not in the new atheist movement anymore. That's why they're not in the atheist movement is specifically what's in the article. And so to have the article titled that new atheism is merging with the far right, that's not what's fucking happening. Those people are being drummed out of the new atheism movement and they're moving because they're moving to the right. That, so it's, mm-hmm. that's why and the title was such shit. finding a new shit. home in the far right. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's why the title was such shit. And I argued with a few people about it and they kept quibbling about the title. And I had to point out a couple of times, look, I understand the title is shit. What in the article specifically do you have a problem with? And it was me arguing with a couple people that I know. One who I'm I'm no longer allowing on my Facebook timeline <laughs> because he's following that fucking pipeline from Sam Harris mm-hmm. to the internet to the to the IDW to being a fucking dumb libertarian right right-leaning so-called left person who doesn't want to be woke mm-hmm. which is so and, fucking and I frustrating wa- I, I there's something there's something here that i want to highlight right because as we as we do this episode it's probably going to draw more attention to us than than we normally get um and like i'm willing to bet that if you dig through my old twitter or facebook you'll find me expressing some views that are like idw right mm-hmm. um because i was on that path leading up to like 2014 2015 time period and it is almost entirely because of things that you dan have said like especially with with trans issues um and and arguments made by thomas smith and and eli bosnick like in particular that drew me off that path and for every atheist who went from like the angry white man atheist to the intellectual dark web there are some of us myself included who did not follow that pipeline and instead took off ramps and are now advocates for progressivism within atheism and like i'm not trying to pat myself on the back i'm saying these people who have left movement atheism to join the idw could have been different and failed to right they could have been better people and failed to be better people um and for anybody who might be listening who might have frustrations with so-called wokeism like let me tell you as someone who once did um like it's it's better on the side you know like you can be an angry rage monster all the time with people like sam harris and ben shapiro um or you can be on the side that wants to be tolerant of everyone. And what you said just now, I think is, is fantastic, but it also highlighted for me why, why I 
got so angry with with Ina's shows and her take on this because she's trying to destroy that fucking off ramp. She's trying mm-hmm. to take down that off ramp of Thomas Smith being able to help lead people away from the IDW and all of the inherent bullshit that comes with that. And she's fucking taking that down brick by brick to make sure that people stay on that same fucking path or have to agree with everything she says wholesale. And that's, that's hugely problematic by itself. And we have to attack the right, but we have to leave enough pressure relief for people to get out of the right. Yeah. And the fact that she's doing this, for what appears to be largely just just notoriety and to get her name out there is really really fucking problematic clickbait it's, it, yeah and it's a <laughs> detriment to the cause yeah yeah i just yeah. i think she should if she is in fact interested in advancing knowledge and providing an off ramp for people who may be headed in the directions that she claims to have a problem with, maybe not destroy those fucking off ramps. Take, you know, stop for a minute, take a beat and examine what the fuck you've been doing. Because there's a lot of things that she says that I wholeheartedly agree with. A lot of the stuff she says about Sam Harris fucking right on the money, man. Absolutely hit the nail on the head, but aiming, you know, aiming her fire and ire at Thomas Smith so horribly fucking misguided, man. I just, I can't, I, I wish I had had more time to prepare better for this, but other circumstances disallowed me from doing that. But yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm glad that you wanted to do this episode because it was really, really frustrating. Yeah. I mean, I owe the person I am today that, that I am not a Ben Shapiro type because I absolutely would have been a Ben Shapiro type to Thomas Smith, Eli Bosnick to you, um, you know, to a few other members of the movement. Um, and, uh, another one probably being Cecil on uh cog dis, um, you know, like I, I very much would have ended up on that pipeline had it not been for people who said now, hang on a second, like we need to criticize these members within our movement. Um, and say that's not the the way to go about doing these things. You know, this is not actually a skeptical position. This is not actually an intellectually honest position um, with regards to the stupid shit that people like Sam Harris have said. Um, but then to say, hey, there's room for you in this movement if you want to, you know, to use a Star Wars term, turn away from the dark side. Right. <laughs> um, we we can't be we can't be so rabid that if somebody turns away from the dark side that they just get attacked the moment that they try and, you know, show up on our shore. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yep. Very well said. We've run out of time for this episode. Um, thank you guys very much for doing this. Uh, it's, yeah. I'm sure going to generate a lot of commentary and that will be good times. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I, I tweeted it. Thomas earlier today and I'm just waiting to see what happens with that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there will be, you know, a lot of very honest, uh, heartfelt, sincere, charitable views of what we've said here. (laughs) 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 Uh, It'll be a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, thank you guys very much. I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters before we go, because they can help keep the show going. That would be two skeptical chaps. Alan, Alan first. first. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll go third. Don't be a Richard. 
Hunter Grin. John McCullough. Ollie Olson. Sinead Duffy. Steve Kuno. Stephen Andrews. Tiffany Hudson. Vanessa. All hail Peanut Buttra. The guy that asks questions before he finishes the show, who is a new Patreon. Thank you so, so much. We appreciate it. Welcome aboard. I had to let Dan in on the joke. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Andrew Vatapich. Corey Ebert. Jeff Peterson. Jeremy Goodson. Megan Mitchell. Utah Outcasts. Wesley Aaron. Freethinkers215. Matthew Sanders. Chad Pryor. Janet Uter. Purple Dragon. Savid Akuna. Jean Paul Schartz. Tim Jacobson. Trisha Weir. A noble spirit and biggins the smallest man. A perfectly cromulent statement. That's three times Cut. now you've gotten it perfectly. Ooh, if yep. I did it three times perfectly, the demon comes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I saw I saw a trailer for the new Candyman movie. I think it's I think it's five times. Okay. <laughs> Ted Sellen. Sarah Segovia and James thank you all so very much if you dear listener would like to become a Patreon patron you can do so very easily by going to patreon.com slash godless revolution where you can contribute as little as one dollar per episode then you get all kinds of fun bonuses for being a member I won't go into detail here because I'd get a little long winded when I do that (laughs) thank (laughs) you very much nonetheless if you are averse to using Patreon and would still like to help support the show financially you can do so by sending us money through PayPal by using our email address of godlessrevolution at gmail.com. And I would like to put that out there for everybody to send us comments as well. Let us know what you thought about this episode. What did we get wrong? Are we misguided? What are your thoughts? Because I would like to hear them regardless of what they are. And if I'm wrong, I would like to be shown how and why rather. And, and, and I hope that you can, provide some constructive criticism rather than just like, ah, you guys are fucking dummies and I don't want to listen to your show no more. Okay. Don't nobody's making you. We'll, we'll be happy to, that, <laughs> that you was know. always an option. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll be happy to, that you don't have to suffer through listening to us anymore. And you should be too. Just go on your merry way. That'll be fine for everybody else. I hope that, uh, you are enjoying yourselves and having a good week and staying safe and happy and healthy. That's all I got. Deno out. I'm going to go play with my wood. Uh, I'm I'm just going to tag on to what Dan said there. On the other hand, if we're wrong about something, like, tell us. You know, just don't scream it at us. But I have been wrong about a lot of things in the past, and I am more than happy to become right about things because I've learned a better way. Just don't scream it at me. That's <laughs> all I ask. Yes. But my caps lock is broken. <laughs> Cruise control to cool. <laughs>